Now, beautiful speaking beasts. of that, have you reconsidered the human bone dice? Nope, I have not. I'm still that's, I'm a nano on that under any circumstances. You're you're, you're a what? I'm a nano. That's a no. Nano. I don't even know where it came from. I mean, nay I just made and it up. no together. Wow. That's a, that's a nay no, right? There you go. Nay and no. Maybe that's where I got it from. I don't know if somebody else came up with it or not, but I'm stamping it. It's mine right now. Okay. Just, okay. That's, that's fine. John's well, nano. No. Yeah, okay. uh, John doesn't do um, human body parts, you know, Look at the for, for entertainment. That's cool for some people, I guess. Not my thing at all, though. So. Mm-hmm. I'm neither a no. witch doctor, no. uh, nor... Yeah. Hu- human bones or the moose shit dice. <laughs> moose You're always talking to, about polishing a turd, one. John. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. would I, I'll moose shit all day long, man. All day long, <laughs> yeah. every day. They it's do. hilarious. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Pretty they much. Do. Yeah. Yeah. All day, every day. Yeah. 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 Totally. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Okay. That's funny. Who is funny? Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, the podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Zach and the host joining me this evening are Troy Sandlin and John Christian. Greetings and salutations. Merry evening all. Today is uh, going to be an interesting one. going to be an interesting podcast, uh, mainly, or, or, or right out the gate it's going to be interesting because it is a short um, bare bones Newsweek. Yes, it is. Um, typically, we're coming in with five or six news topics, uh, just between the three of us, and that's after substantial cuts, at least on yes. my end. Like typically, we do six because we could do ten. Um, mm-hmm. today you get three, and I think we all like these three, but there is mm-hmm. nothing else. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. else that we want to talk about. Yeah, I'm usually the guy sliding in at the last second with like, oh, oh, hang on, maybe this one. Oh, hang on. Ooh, okay, I got, I got one. Hang on, hang on, I got one, I got one. Uh, whereas today I started early, and I've all day long and throughout the week last week trying to find just the right news article, and it is pretty dry out Ooh. there right now. Yeah. Well, before we get into news, though, um, I want to draw attention to the April. Uh, virtual D&D weekend. Yes. Um, it's coming up real, real quick. Uh, not this weekend, but the next. Um, and registration is live. Um, yep. I'm not going to recall my schedule right off the bat, but I know what I'm running. Every day, I'm running intro to Roll20 classes. Two-hour class, $4. We're playing in Eberron, uh, EB-1, and I'm going to walk you through uh, the skeleton of uh, the Roll20 virtual tabletop. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. And then secondarily, um, I'm running uh, also in Eberron, the Eberron 1099 Cyberpunk Adventure Part 2, second one-shot called Hack Coven. And... Um, it, it takes the idea of what does uh, Fey and and uh, darker elements of Fey look like in a cyberpunk Eberron setting. So it's going to be fun. Yep. All right. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. Really good stuff. 
What are you guys running? Anything? I am not. <gasps> yeah. Uh, Guess what? I, uh, Neither am I. <gasps> what? I thought yeah, you were. I, well, I, yeah, I, was, I, I had planned on it. Um, and then I've got so much stuff that's coming up in the next several months. Uh, and some kind of like some secret things that we're working on that I'm, I'd like to focus on mm -hmm. this month in order to get some things out the door. Um, and just spending some time with the with the family before we yeah. hit like the the convention in person stuff's going to be at the end of the uh, end of the year. So I'm trying to gear like making sure that you know real life stuff is is uh, tightened up before I do that. Yep. So we'll, I'm, I'm taking a, a sabbatical for uh, for one month before I dive back into I, it. They had a lot of DM sign up. He pulled the they plug did. real quick on that. Um, yep. And but. Uh, yeah, I signed up. Uh, I think I ended up with five slots, and I told him I was available for eight. So um, he definitely had his uh, his fill, which is excellent. Yep. Um, I will notate though that even if uh, if you don't want to play in roll tw a roll twenty intro, um, or you can't get into uh, one of our games, one of my games, um, there are a ton of Candlekeep adventures being mm, run. Oh there. yeah, six different yep. ones I think across tier one and tier two. Um, I'm kind of fascinated by that. And there's a lot of good DMs um, that are running those. So, Yeah. Now, what I may be doing, wink, I may be playing a game. Oh. And I don't know where, I don't know who, I don't know how or what. I'm going to be one of those guys that just shows up at a table. Mm. And maybe if I could, I mean, I could talk Troy. Troy, do we do, we do Dwarven Battle Bros and Halgrim? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Hmm? Huh? Halgrim mm. and Halvard <laughs> Adventures? Hmm? Maybe? I don't know. That would be I don't know. I, I think I, I thought about that, right? It's like, like just in, for the intention of like just learning from another DM that, uh, you know, that fascinates me and yeah. seeing where mm. it goes. Because I, you know I, who I, I want to like play with? Who's that? I want to play with Graham. That's who I want to sit at the table yes. with. Yes. Yeah, Graham or Andrew is another one. I yeah. thought I don't know if the Andrew's running yeah. anything this time around. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. some really great. There's just a, a ton of great DMs, and I just want to steal everything that they do. So mm -hmm. I don't even know if it's possible to get Graham taken at this point. But oh, I don't want to hear that. I, okay, I'm not right. saying yay or nay. Them. I'm just saying um, I would mm. be surprised if we didn't see their tickets going pretty quick. So I'm gonna have to immediately start clicking after this. Recording. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Refresh, refresh, refresh. Mm. Well, hey, let's get into our dessert course. Uh, we always yes. eat our dessert first here on the Bite Size Gaming Podcast. Uh, dessert is our news segment, and uh, we're going to cover three news pieces uh, today before we get into the main course later on. Um, each one of us has brought one thing to the table. Um, just going to look through. I think we, we could just walk right down this list. We don't have to scatter it around um mm -hmm. now john how do you pronounce this word mycelium mycelium is that the right word yeah, not the right uh, one uh yeah mycelium yeah. there you go perfect uh all right so head on over to kickstarter and take a gander at uh mycelium madness uh by josiah rise um and i think you won't be disappointed um I back this today. Um, it has 24 days to go. It's $2,700, 120 backers. It's funded. It's into stretch goals. Um, and let me tell you why. Um, you're buying a 
a mushroom-centric D&D 5e adventure. Uh, $6 for the PDF. A measly, um, I think it's 15 bucks for the uh, for the digital and physical, or just 12 bucks for the physical book. Yeah. Um, it is now uh, got a bookmark. It's got a soft touch cover. It's got a um, perfect binding. Um, and it's 48 pages long at the moment. So I think it's kind of rad. That's okay. awesome. So, so what, uh, I mean, just because it's mushrooms, is that what you got, what got you all uh, a Twitter? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, I'm I'm always down for different types of terrain and different, okay. like, environments. And um, he's pitching the idea of a fungal wasteland, um, which I hmm. really like. Um, he's got a fungal dragon. Uh, they're about to unlock a bunch of new monsters as well. Um all fungal themed plant based creatures are rarity in 5e even still so that's mm-hmm. always interesting and i feel like you'll get i'll get some inspiration out of it um bare minimum um and the artwork looks nice like it's got this very like dreamlike quality to the art that he's showing off yeah, and i, I think that that's going to play well yeah, it's like a semi abstract almost yeah i'm not right. sure what i'm looking at with this <laughs> art piece with the like the uh the gray pond and the fog and the weird structures that yeah and i would note he there's a couple things like um i think that all the art that we're seeing or at least most of it is examples of the artist that he has doing the cover so Mm. i'm not sure that like a lot of the pieces that you see there are going to be in the book i think that um he's got somebody else doing that um but I like what he's got going in the book, and I like the uh, I like the cover, and anyhow, it's just kind of cool. Um, it's I think little, it's haunting, a little haunting yes. vibe, right? A little alien, a little weird, a little spacey. Uh, I love the uh, the fungal dragon mm-hmm. that's in this thing. Like as, as soon as I see it, <clears throat> my brain starts twitching with uh, with ideas <laughs> on how to use that thing in a game. I, I do mm-hmm. like that. I, mean, I could see this uh, for like a. Um, an environment or an ecosystem inside of a cave or in caves or like in the underdark. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you want to add a little bit more flavor, no, no pun intended with mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> you want to add a little bit of funk to your, uh, to your underground junk, then uh, you could, uh, you could put a, there's probably a lot that's in here that you could end up utilizing. Now is it, is it, is it five E or is it, what you, I can't, yeah, it's you five say e. it was five E. Okay. Yeah, yep. gotcha. A little well, funk for your underground junk. There you go. Which, right? they, I hope they can say have like, that one. They yeah, exactly. You're welcome. I kind of like there's a part of me that wishes this one was something like its own little system because I think Mm. like the idea of like psychedelic and visionary adventure in its own little system with a lot of random charts and vision sequences and things like that could have been a lot of fun. That being said, I'm very hopeful that that is emergent in the in the. 5e rules that he put together mm-hmm. so we'll see about that and for 12 bucks i'm willing to take the risk we'll see Thank what you. happens Thank you. yep cool uh next we have troy tell us about trinity continuum trinity continuum adventure trinity continuum is a uh is a rule system for for what i what i can gather is it's, it's kind of like spanning different th- this timeline and each book each setting 
is is spotlighting a different part of of what's going on, and it's not necessarily a, co- a continuing timeline, but like you know, the this one adventure is in an alternate reality 1930s, mm. where uh, some mad scientist had something go wrong with an experiment, a telluric engine, and all of a sudden, uh, people started exhibiting strange qualities. Uh, Super speed, um, super strength, mesmerists like the shadow from the you know the old radio dramas. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor, there uh, Doc Savage. Um, I love me some Doc Savage. Well, Doc Savage um, is legit. Or there, there was a comic book that I used to read, Tom Strong. Mm-hmm. Very, very much you know science based uh... heroics, pulp, uh, Indiana Jones, two fisted, you know kind of stuff and this gives you uh using trinity continuum using their their rule set uh gives you this spotlight of of adventure um with the aeon society for gentlemen uh kind of trying to i'm kind of seeing them from the description they're almost kind of like uh like a professor x Hmm. gathering unto them the uh the, the new superpowered individuals to hopefully uh, put them on the path of good, and apparently uh, Adventure was released in two thousand and one, mm-hmm. and this is kind of mm. an update for the the, the Trinity Continuum yeah. side of it's things. It's the um, it's Richard Thomas, right? And yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what all he's tied to, but I know he has ties to White Wolf, and I know he has tied to Onyx Press, mm-hmm. um, or Onyx Path. Um, so yeah, I mean, 45 created Kickstarters, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> you're definitely getting this book. <laughs> I feel like that's, uh, like you don't have to, you're not risking anything with this and yeah. the art is really it, evocative. Yeah. Really it's very, it's almost, it, it gives me that feeling of, uh, rotoscoping. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar mm-hmm. with that, uh, yeah, yeah. That art, art tech or uh, animation technique. But I mean, those of you that have listen to this podcast a time or two, know that I am a huge fan of that gritty, dirty pulp mm-hmm. uh, action. The, the, I just, I, you know, it's, it's the, uh, it's the Eberron, it's the yeah. Iron Kingdoms, it's the swinging from the ropes and jumping off the, the biplane onto the Zeppelin and punching Nazis and, or mm. whatever is the bad guy group. I like there's a piece in here that it it's like a fellow looks like he's from the 1930s with some like pinstripe pants and suspenders. That's like getting ready to bo- bare knuckle brawl. Yes. But he has the rock stone. Yeah. Uh, that piece is amazing. Like just the little piece by itself. Like I love that. Like mm-hmm. the art is great. The stance is great. It presents really well what this book is about. Um, I think this campaign is really well presented. Um, mm-hmm. and it looks like they have like a ton of books already in the system that you can just buy. Like I was looking at the add-ons, the core rule book, a superhero book, and maybe an, uh, an aberrant book. Yeah. You um, got the, uh, you got the Trinity core book. Then you've got, uh, Trinity continuum core book, Trinity mm-hmm. continuum aberrant, which is the early years of the 21st century. Um, mm-hmm. and then you've got aberrant. 
which is uh, or Aeon. I mean, sorry, the twenty, the first years of the twenty-second century, hmm. in uh, the heroic scions um, of this time, the aliens, all this kind of cool stuff. So, I, I am really intrigued by mm-hmm. this, and I'm curious to. F- I kind of feel like I need to just jump in and get all of that just to see if the, if the vibe <laughs> just need to spend it all and well, just spend all the money. I mean, so I'm, I can help at least with one thing. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, Aberrant. I've played Aberrant, and it's okay. a really great game. It's cool. it's older. It's probably like I think late '90s, early 2000s. But uh, it's gonna it's yeah, effectively it's a it's a superhero mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we played it for several months actually for a pretty good stint and uh if it's the storyline is really great in it but the mechanic is really really good and it's pretty it's pretty slick i'm not really sure Mm -hmm. what kind of updates they'll end up doing to this one to modernize or if they'll use the exact same one or not but um, that would sell me on it if if nothing else for, for me i think what would really sell me on doing all of it is if everything was being built from this adventure, this 1930s Telluric engine accident, mm-hmm. and you know that thought exercise of okay, you got this 1930s, you know, weird technology that we've seen in movies and all this stuff. How does how does that advance? How does that differ from, you know, if that's 1930s, what does their 2020 2021 mm-hmm. look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and give me that kind of build. I, again, I don't know if that's what they've done or if it's just actual standalone kind of things. Um, but, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it's like, how cool would it be to take Doc Savage and hit him with a time warp and drop him into uh, an aberrant mm-hmm. kind of thing and just like, mm-hmm. you know, zoinks, great Scott, what's going on here? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I love, you know, it's like it's like Captain America, that whole superhero man out of time mm. kind of thing, taking the sensibilities of the 1930s for good or for bad. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that those were a better time, but dropping them in the smack in the middle of, of whatever this 22nd uh, century future holds. Yeah, fish out of water, right? It's a classic Yeah, tale. stranger in a strange land, yeah. Speaking of fish out of water, oh, listen, we got a perfect segue. We have to take it. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, John, you have our last news article. Yeah, so with it being a dry news week, I was glad that this fell in my lap. Uh, we had a friend of ours, Janine, uh, point this one out to us today. Uh, I had never even heard of it before. Apparently, there are there are previous editions, and this is an updated form. Uh, Blue Planet. Uh, Recontact is the uh, the name of the the game. It is on Kickstarter right now. As of this recording, still has 27 days to go. Uh, backed in four hours. Uh, they're starting, currently sitting at around fifty thousand dollars with some stretch goals that have already been obtained. Okay, so mm-hmm. what got what hooked me is the premise alone. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't need to know a lot more about the mechanic or the layout or any of the artwork or any of the stuff that usually will grab me. The premise is, uh, in short form, uh, Earth uh, people from Earth are sent out to co- uh, colonize a planet called Poseidon. 
which is like a water world or water planet. Um, then they lose contact with Earth. Earth abandons them, leaves them out there stranded for who knows how long. And then, and they, but they, they struggle against the harsh environs, and they learn to live in harmony with the world that they've that they've colonized, and that's their new home. Years later, um, Earth has exhausted all of its resources. It's been taken over by, you know. <clears throat> uh, by corporations and by governments that have completely strip mined it dry. And so what do they do? They go, they go straight to Poseidon to, uh, to strip mine that planet also. So the a-holes show back up years Shock. later, and now they want to be that now they want the stuff that, uh, the colonists have. And so there's this, uh, geopolitical interplanetary politic, you know, that kind of goes into mm. it like a, um, and I mean, if you want to talk about evocative art pieces, it's kind of hard not to love dolphins that shoot laser beams at people. Um, so, or orcas, orca whales that are, you know, like, in, uh, are swimming in schools alongside uh, humans and working in tandem with them in, in harmony. The artwork is fantastic. It's like really, really good, really evocative. It tells the tale that they that they're wanting to get across it, both the mood and the atmosphere that they're trying to, to put out there. Uh, not a ton. I mean, if they've got character sheets here for um, for character generation and for the mechanics, but there's not like they're not a lot of context to go off of just yet when it comes to mechanical stuff. Uh, but I'm willing to give it a shot just because it's a really interesting. It's a, there's an interesting story that's behind it. Go ahead, Zach. I will note that there is a pay what you want eighty page quick start guide. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep, I saw that. I saw that. I hadn't had a chance to read it yet, uh, but I mean, it looks good. It looks good, and I really, really, really like the story's premise. So I'm willing to give it a try. At the very least, I'll I'll pay the five bucks for the quick start guide, read through yeah. it, and uh, and make a, an educated decision based off of that. But um, yeah, I was I was lucky to fall into this one thanks to Janine again because uh, this is a good this is a good news piece. This is the one I'm excited yeah. about for the, sure. The it, interesting thing to me is. Uh... I remember when this first came out. Mm. I was at a Gen Con, and this was the game that year. Um, mm. And it was like, yeah, like 25 years ago wow. is when it, oh, when, wow. when it originally came out. Um, and I never, I never had the chance to pick. I mean, it was people were just snatching all the books, you know. So I never, I never really got to to uh, jump on it. Not to mention, I will admit, I do have a bit of a thing about underwater. Mm, that's right. That's mm, right. Yes. So it was kind rightfully of like, so. Yes. Yeah. So 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 when so imagining yourself playing a game where you have to imagine yourself underwater for long periods of time, um, seeing vague shapes. You shut up, Zach. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you can stop now. We get the point. I'm just saying. I mean, yes. just I mean, the artwork on this thing is beautiful, but yes, it's kind of like uh, this is this is the whole reason why I don't like stuff like this. But it looks amazing. And of dolphins with lasers. That's, that's no, like if you go all that's, the way down, I'm, I'm, that's right, that's right. That's the cookies that they leave out. Mm-hmm. To, to like to like oh it's fine dolphins with lasers orcas I look how cool that is until the the jaws like 
uh, there's monster that comes leg. out from the deep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, you under. if you scroll down to where it says downloads, that picture underneath where it says yeah. downloads, that's why. <laughs> It's minding my own business. I'm doing my thing. I'm underwater. Do 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 do. It's dark, and then whap. And <laughs> yep. Yeah. Not oh, a man. not. All right. Yeah. Well, it may but, not be for Troy, but I think it's for everybody else. So um. no, I'm just, I'm saying you know this looks so good. I mean, and it was such a such a thing. It was such a, a phenomenon that year that it came out. Um, I would be willing to give it a try. All right. All right. Nice. It looks like there's things that happen above the waves too. So, well, I would hope so because I, I've already clicked. Yes. Aside, uh, aside so. from me, uh, like running on water to get in the hell out of there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it turned into what? What is it? The mm-hmm. uh, the Jesus lizard. Yeah. Runs across right. the water. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, Lupus ah. wants to see a roll twenty token of dolphins with laser beams. That's oh right. Oh my gosh. I think we all do. I think, you <laughs> yeah. know, dolphins I like. But, I'm, put, like, I'm putting that out as a as a backer. I'm going to put that into the comment section as a requested stretch goal. <laughs> I, I need I need the dolphins with freaking laser beams attached laser to their beams. heads. Yeah, need, need some VTT Amazing. tokens uh, with laser beams <laughs> on their heads. Those will those will migrate to my D and D game somehow. We'll figure that out. They're not hey. yeah they're not laser beams. They're they're wands that we've. No, oh, there you go. Perfect. I'm going to throw one more thing out for our news. Oh. Um, <gasps> Listen, we're gonna have four, whether we like it. Surprise or not. news! You knew, we, you, knew you, exactly. could, you knew we couldn't have just three. I news know. ambush. Um, what I want to talk about because it launches, I think next week, maybe the week after. We're we're it's gonna thread that window somewhere in there tight. Um, I don't know if I've talked about it here on the podcast before, but I know we had Cameron on. Um, but comments and cockpits comes out very 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 soon on Kickstarter. Mm. Um. I went do it back and did an editing pass on my portion of it um, over the last few days. Um, a lot of creators creating a lot of great stuff in there. Um, there are some, there are pieces of these books. The books are so big, so big, fellas. Like there are pieces of it that I'm still discovering. Like I'll go like be flipping through a different chapter and be like, oh, we wrote a whole section on like speeder bikes. And like a whole bunch of options, cool, <laughs> right? Like that's handy. <laughs> or um, like, yeah. like there was five spells last time I checked, and now there's like a dozen new spells in book one alone. Like it's just crazy how much content is in these things. Um, I'm really excited to see them out there. I think they're really cool. Um, there's two new size categories of monsters, bigger and bigger. <laughs> Uh, I think it's colossal and mega. I don't know. I'm, I'll have to look at them again. But and we want kaiju. kaiju, and you can't get kaiju with uh, gargantuan mm-hmm. as your cap. I'm, I uh, do miss colossal. Yeah. I do too. Yeah, I do too. It's like how how can you possibly how can they possibly be putting out that huge Tiamat and 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 it's just, it's, it's gargantuan. Gar- it's, gargantuan. Yeah, it's a it's a four by four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No. Maybe if you uh, melt it, melt it down, it would be a four by four. Exactly. No, mm-hmm. uh, Cam has done a great job orchestrating this thing. I hope that I have lent enough uh, uh, of my knowledge on Kickstarter to make a really nice looking campaign. David Barentine is doing the interior art, and it looks 
fantastic, or the layout, I should say, and we got a ton of great artists working on interior art for it. So please go check it out. At least go uh, and check it out, the Kickstarter, when it goes live. Um, we would thank you for it. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. Other than that, I think we're good to move on to the main course. Let's move on to the main course. Let's grab some beverages, and we'll meet you over there. Perfect. Wow. Okay, so today we're going to chat about clerics and their purpose as healers within the game. Um, this is a, we've, we've talked about big concepts the last several weeks, right? Strongholds, big places, ideas about how that is ran, virtual platforms with Andrew, like Big elements of D&D. Now we're going to zoom way in, not just to a class, but a, a, uh, what's the right word? A proficiency of a class. A an ability of a class. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I, I'm the one that, did, that threw this topic out here. Mm -hmm. And the, the title for this topic is clerics are not healers. Hmm. Somebody mm. out there is upset. Somebody out there is upset. Well, okay. I will Somebody explain. right here is upset. No. Somebody's right here. Uh, I will explain. Yes, they can heal. But there is so much more they can do besides just heal. And mm. the thing that I'm the the thing that I'm trying to trying to get through uh, with this opinion is players that look at you know like we talked about earlier. You've always got those people saying do we have any healers in the group? I'll play. Yep. I'll play clerics. So we have a healer in the group. It's mm -hmm. like you know my my argument is always no. Play what you want. Mm -hmm. Just because you have a healer in the group does not mean it's going to be easier for you. I'm going to hit yep. you harder now because now you have someone that can throw out mm -hmm. lots of healing. Well, and also like, so we're getting down into this right away, which I like. Um, I have a, a friend of mine who is a very number crunchy DM and player, right? Loves looking at like what's the optimal thing, the power gamer sort of aspect, right? And in their opinion, there's almost zero times in 5e where healing is the right choice. Mm -hmm. Because the mm -hmm. amount of healing that you do is so small compared to the potential damage that a character can dish out in a single turn and the number of rounds that the average combat is in D&D &D mm -hmm. means that the the time that you spent giving a character 2d8 points of healing you could dish out 40 points of damage mm -hmm. and not have to and, worry about healing because the monster's dead yep yep yeah. Damage exactly. mitigation as opposed to damage reduction or damage um, um, or adding damage back in, right? Mm -hmm. or, or, or damage healing, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, now we're, we're not really just talking about clerics, though. We're kind of talking about fundamental ta tactics uh, in, in combat. Like, some things that always baffle me at my tables is why players do not focus fire. Everybody wants to have their own thing that they're doing, they spread out. 
They mm-hmm. or they cluster and they're f- still focusing on different stuff while they're f- clustered in there in that nice little fireball formation that I love so much or nice like, like, like line up perfectly for a good lightning bolt. That's what I'm looking for. It always it like tactically though, the soundest thing just numerically to your point, the number cruncher right is like get is like is reduce the action economy for the monsters right. That's one less action, one less uh, turn, one less you know attack or multi attack even right. You take mm-hmm. out one monster, monster, you might end up taking out three attacks from one, depending mm-hmm. on which one, which one that you're uh, you're tackling first. Or, so that focusing fire, right, is, yeah. is kind of is, is a tactical. Or if they do advantage. focus fire, what they focus on, yeah. right? It's like, <clears throat> right, uh, you know, sitting there going, why are they why are they attacking that? Mm-hmm. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. This is the thing right here. Why are they beating on that thing? Well, and to point it back towards the cleric, right? Like, if... Oh, man. I, I, I apologize, Girk, and anyone else watching in live chat. If, if this... Or anybody watching on the... Listening on the podcast. I'm, mm-hmm. This is not meant to be a stab at any person. I have no one in mind. Except for but maybe Girk. If, except for maybe <laughs> Girk. Um, but fundamentally, in my opinion, the cleric is a utility mm. character. It is not a purpose character, right? Like, a sorcerer is a DPS, focus-driven character. It's all about dishing out damage. Same thing with a barbarian, right? You're there to lay out damage, nine times out of ten. There's some barbarians that are a little bit off that, but, like, your job is this. But with a cleric, what you're really looking to do, in my opinion, is see the gap, fill the gap. And especially when it comes to party buffs and, uh, and enemy banes, right? Debuffs. Uh, you're really there to make sure that your party is topped off, that they've got the, they've got, you know, that somebody has haste or that somebody has, um, heroism cast on them or that the group has bless or that like Mm -hmm. you're there to make sure that they are the absolute paramount you're there to step in the gap when they're when the when the fighters on the front line right and and make sure that you protect things um viewing yourself as a healer is probably viewing prioritizing your healing over what really should be buffs yep because uh, buffs are where the sweet 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 spot is uh at for D and D like a plus four plus one D four blesses plus one D four to all saves and attacks is way better than giving somebody one D eight worth of healing in a round. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, um, it can easily make the difference with a, right. with, a, with a bless right. and that, and, it, and it's not just attacks. It's also saving throws. So you're, and that, you're that, the which means point. death saves. Yeah. yeah. That is yeah. my point right there. Clerics are not healers. They can heal. And they can be good at healing if they want to be. But to sit there and always think, do we have a healer? Okay, we don't. I'll I'll play a cleric. To me, that is a fundamentally incorrect way of thinking about how a party works. 5e works. 5e works, Mm -hmm. at least, right? Like, that's the thing is like. Traditionally, in the past. Traditionally, in the past, it, it would make sense in different editions where you would have a healer that was there that was a heal battery that mm-hmm. could keep everybody upright. But you don't have to do that as much. And that's days. why, with, with and that's why everybody and... hated playing a cleric back in the day because it was like, oh, right. we got we got a new player. He's playing the cleric. Right. Mm-hmm. 
because you you know you had to have a cleric back then just to keep people alive because there's a lot of other things they could do but their main job was to just keep people alive and it's not like that now and well yeah what you're doing if you're playing a healer cleric like that's focused on healing and always trying to heal things is you're you're taking like something that has been neutered and making it the thing you excel at, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Here's this thing that kind of sucks in 5e. Spell healing in 5e sucks. I'm going to be really good at sucking. <laughs> um, um, and, uh, I like right now my Middle Earth party. Shout out to Ulysses and anyone else who's listening from that group. Uh, my healer is also my tank. And it is yes. my bard, right? That's this is to me how, where five E shows itself to be awesome, right? Because the the person with the highest AC in my party right now is a bard, and he's the only person with healing spells. So to me, like like that really makes me really that's the perfect party because they understand that um, they could get away with it, right? Or at least they can try to get away with it. And that um, if they're smart and if they use tactics and if they think about their spell choice, think about positioning, um, coordinate attacks, do all of those things right, um, they can get by with a bard tank healer and everybody else mm -hmm. is either utility or DPS. And they're, I, mean, I say they're just fine, but. Maybe they would say otherwise. I mean, yeah, you play your, play your, topic, you play your cards right with a life cleric in particular. Life cleric has heavy armor. So you could wear plate mail, chain mail, or something something heavy, go shield, and then shield of faith. And then you're almost you're sitting almost, what, 20 to 22 AC with your, your cleric. And then what you could do is stay up in the front line with your, your other meleeer, keep them locked down, make sure that if you're going to use healing, you use it on your... Your, your dedicated tank and they keep them upright whenever they start to drop at all and provide them with support um, on the front line and keep whatever it is that everybody's focusing fire on busy, right? Because damage mitigation is also the name of the game, making sure that other well, things stay off of the, the squishier uh, glass cannons in the back. And honestly, like when you talk about making sure that the tank stays healed, really what you're talking, in my opinion, at least in my experience, it's really about, Make sure that when that tank goes down, that he gets back up as quickly exactly. as possible. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because what you're kind of, I think a lot of it has to do with MMOs mm -hmm. and how that thought process has crept into tabletop. It's like because yeah. yeah. I mean we're we're using those terminologies right now, tank, DPS, you yeah. know that kind of thing. It's like you know, well, tr trigger warning. We could use the uh, the four E equivalents if we wanted to. Oh, that, yeah, which you know made total sense. Which is sense. effectively what they did with four four e in, in the first place. Is they they actually, and I think that that's an artifact of four e two, right? That people are still managing. To your point, right? There's MMORPGs, not just World of Warcraft, but pretty much any other MMO yeah. that's out there has tank, DPS, support, and control are usually the ones, right? The people like yeah. the ones that are not just doing debuffs. They're they're sheeping yeah. targets and things. Where's your like striker? That, right. Well, your strikers yeah. are DPS. Right, strikers, DPS, defender was your tank. Controller uh, was, was the your wizard. Controller was a wizard, and then what was the healer? What would they call it? Was it a buffer? Was it healer? Is what that that uh, mm -hmm. that uh, that he, role was? Healer, in fourth healer didn't have a role. 
cleric clerics were leader 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 it was leader and that's where like the you had like the warlord sat mm-hmm. in there along with the cleric and stuff like that too so, yeah i think it's just artifacts right from where to your point mmorpgs video games have leaked into like the the, the mindset of the players yeah. along with some 4e stuff that we're still trying to start starting to get filtered out yeah and so you've got people there's like well i'm going to play i'm going to play the big barbarian i need somebody mm-hmm. to play a uh and it's like i'm going to play a barbarian for this i'm going to play a paladin for this or i'm going to you know whatever and it's like you somebody needs to play the healer mm-hmm. to keep me up it's like no they don't the mm-hmm. the most frustrating party a dm can have as far as you're never going to kill them is a party full of barbarians right like mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. Look at John scowl, right? Uh, bane of my barbarians don't need a healer. Barbarians need, you know, freaking uh, area of effect spells and things cast on them so that mm. they <laughs> lose some of that hit points. What they need uh-huh. is they need uh, they need uh, Tasha's hideous laughter. That's what they mm. need. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Banishment. charisma or wisdom save, yeah. uh, intelligence save. Yeah. Yes, please and thank you. Yeah. Take care of that for a little bit. Why don't you just sit over there and dance by yourself for a little bit while I take care of these other players? There's nothing I like more than casting banishment on a barbarian and be like, well, you sit and lose your rage in yes. <laughs> extra dimensional space for a minute while the rest of your party panics. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and, and see, see, and you, and you, and you, and when we started this whole conversation, Zach was like, I disagree. You know, when I say clerics are not healers, I disagree. Well, well, let me let me rephrase. Read read the statement. Read read the the topic statement that you made at the very beginning. Clerics are not healers. They can heal, but they are not just not dedicated healers. Yeah, and maybe this is a a thing where I misunderstood what you said as a topic because I thought you said clerics as healers. Oh As no no no! The, I just meant I just meant the mindset of clerics are only healers. Clerics are only healers. Clerics are only healers. Uh, no, yeah. there's so much more. And this this came about in you know from from my home group this past mm-hmm. uh, the past couple game sessions. Um, something happened. Uh, a party member is is down, possibly dead, and the comment was made. Well, maybe I'll make a healer. Why? Why? Well, we don't have one. Yeah. We need one. Let no, me let me tell you. You don't. Listen, this is the easiest way that I can communicate how bad healing is, right? And how bad the idea of playing a healer is in 5e. If you have a potion, how many times do you have to argue, I say argue, communicate to your party that a drinking a potion costs an action? Mm. All the time. Every time. Oh, because they say it's not worth it for an action, right? That's always the statement. Oh, it's not worth my action. Right. Yet that's what you want your cleric to do, right? Yeah, like, well, you, it's you not. Want, hang on, you, but the, it's it is not worth their action. It well, is some, I hear someone you, else's action. But right. you, but them, there are people right. who make a cleric for to be a healer, right? right? Yeah. So what you're saying is, I am going to basically, in effect, I'm going to be the person who runs over to every party member and pours a healing potion down them, mm-hmm. even though we yeah. all agree that that is not a good tactic to do in the middle of a fight. I'm going to be the person whose sole job is to do that. And in, to that respect, you can be it, a person with coin can be a better healer than the best cleric mm-hmm. because potions dish out more consistent, reliable healing by and large than a, mm-hmm. than a cleric will. 
Well, I mean, look at like let's let's veer away from just the the healing aspect of it and talk about the, all of the other things you can do with a cleric other than heal, right? Like I said, you can go toe to toe with something, and you're you're not going to be the most effective at swinging a, a weapon and hitting them and doing a bunch of damage. Nope. But you can be an annoyance, and you can be up there too, along sh uh, shoulder to shoulder with the tank slash meat shield, and make it be an annoyance, and make sure that the people that are actually doling out a lot of damage on the back lines are you're separating the the, the bad guys from them, right? You, a. You and if more let's say that something gets through, or you want to deal a little bit more damage, that's what your bonus action is there for. For spiritual weapon, oh baby, spiritual weapon is one of my favorite spells as a cleric. Spiritual weapon and bless, uh, shield of faith. Um, I had those are, those I are had awesome. a guy. All right, listen to this. I had a player playing a custom class in my um, Middle Earth game that has no healing ability. Right, and there's no healing mm -hmm. spells in their class list, but they had aid. Aid is insane as a healing spell. Oh yeah, it's nuts especially yep. at high levels right because at third level it gives you it bumps up your maximum hp by five but it also adds five to your hp but for every mm -hmm. spell level that you go higher it adds another five hit points right um so he cast it he's casting it right now at fourth level mm -hmm. and he's getting 15 hit points guaranteed to three creatures of his choice yep and that max HP lasts for eight hours. Yeah. Yep. All right? day. It's stupid good. And he wins the last time. Like that. That's that's our, that's their go-to healing at this point for my for my pillar game. It's the aid spell. How um, many how many adventurers are affected by aid at one time? Right? Three. Yep. Three. So it's not fifteen hit points. It's forty-five hit points that you're adding to the party pool, and it's essentially preemptive healing that you're doing. It's like it's the buffer that you're going to create between the you and their damage, to where you don't have to actually do the the, the healing your, yourself in uh, well, in mid combat. Instead, you can use the first couple of rounds for other stuff instead mm -hmm. for damage. Dealing. Also, it's your oh shit button, right? Because like in the one of the last fights, two people were down. If I remember correctly, two people were down. I cast aid. There's nothing in aid that says that it doesn't, that, that it wouldn't it gives you hit points. Right. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, it was like a, uh, 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 what's it called? Healing um, word. mass healing word. Right. Yeah. And that it triggered, but it's guaranteed 15. It's not, I roll dice and hopefully I don't roll low. Like 15 mm -hmm. on the die is a pretty stinking good healing spell. That's mm -hmm. max roll on 2d8 plus something. Right. Um, yep. Anyhow, just bonkers. So anyhow, yeah, that, that's well, a lot that you, just there's, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, to your point from the very beginning is the utilitarianism, uh, the utility of the cleric, right? There's so much focus. That's, and what I think one of the bummers about it is there are a lot of really good domains that are out there for clerics that people are absolutely ignore. leery of moving over to because they're afraid of losing their, their efficacy as a, as a healer by moving away from the life domain. Where the war domain, the storm domain, domain, there's a lot of like really cool domains out, mm -hmm. out there. Just from a flavor perspective, I think that people would enjoy and have a have a good time with, but they feel beholden to, to the, the whole to the healing. Exactly. Yep. Well, and I think I think critical role does a. I don't know if they're a help or a hindrance in this discussion, right? Because they have two clerics in their campaign. One is a. Um, What's it called? A grave domain. Grave domain. Who and mm -hmm. he is a healer. That is his goal and role, basically. 
keep people alive. And then they have another cleric who every time, it feels like every episode, they talk about the fact that she's not a great healer because she doesn't have healing spells. She doesn't pick mm -hmm. healing spells. I'm like, I like that this is a cleric that doesn't have healing spells. Let's not make it a detriment because she's not playing the game wrong. She's playing the game right. She's a trickster domain cleric. Absolutely yeah. should not have healing. Yeah, why would she? Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, like, hopefully... Where hopes, I think, I think as a whole, it's because the character has been long lasting and does fun things. I think that's a net positive for this idea. Um, but we need a few more examples out there in the world, and we need to kind of push this along. I would have loved it if if uh, clerics in Five E didn't have a life domain, or if there was no innate, like, helpful healing magic that wasn't sucky. Like we just go all the way, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's no mass anything. It's like, oh, you heal one person or something to where it's just, you know that that's not the thing that you're supposed to do. Well, and, mm -hmm. and when, you know, you, you have your combat and you can take your short rest and you can fire off any, uh, you know, hit die that you've got to, to mm -hmm. heal yourself up, or then you make it to the long rest. All you got to do is you make could... it through the night without getting interrupted. Yeah, you're good right. to go. Well, that's a, and that's another thing too is like from a from a design perspective between fourth and fifth edition, more and more of the responsibility was intentionally taken off of the quote unquote healer to be a healer, right? So in five E and fourth edition, they introduced for the fighter the, the second wind. Every mm -hmm. short rest, you get one d ten plus the fighter level. That's bananas. As a that's bonus like action. during combat. As a bonus action during yes exactly during combat, which is effectively like casting cure light wounds twice, as a cleric, effectively right. Well, because I mean, on that, what level the, the fighter is. That is one thing that you know, and I played a lot of fourth edition. It, it's my least favorite edition, mm -hmm. as D and D. Same. It is a great game. It's not great D and I'll just say yep. that. It did a lot of things right, and it and it cast that spotlight on what makes the game fun for people. And when they went through, it was like, what makes the game fun as a fighter? What makes the game fun as this? What makes the game fun as a cleric? Not having to heal everybody all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, man, we can go into a, a whole tirade about, like, ten things about, like, that, that's a, there you go, that's a good YouTube. Uh, ten things about 4th Edition that actually didn't suck, or that were amazing about 4th Edition. Things like... Um, Minions. Like... Minions were great, right? I I even had Still, Luke's where it was like yep. it was two hits and they're dead, one hit and yep. they're dead for minions. Yep. Uh, I also had like one of the, another thing about fourth edition of we're like just going completely off the rails at this point is uh, encounter uh, encounter powers, mm -hmm, cantrips, mm -hmm. cantrips. That was a fourth edition thing, right? Like back before fourth edition, your wizard once they cast their spells that they had memorized. They were that were not slotted, that were memorized. They were chucking bolts out of their mm -hmm. uh, their crossbow for the rest of the day. Didn't that's it? I thought three five had three five had that. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Did, that's right. They had orisons for orisons right. and cantrips and. But well, but were they they were and they were every like you could cast them over and over and over again. I distinctly remember that being a fourth edition thing though. I don't remember it at will at will spells at will was the fourth edition. Yeah, yeah. I think cantrips hmm. were anyway. I don't know. Maybe cantrips were something else. I'd have to go back and look at it. It's been hey, so listeners, long since I played third. Tell John how he's wrong. Yes, please. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, this is opportunity. I get it a lot. Yeah, yeah, tell me how I'm Beat wrong. Beat us to it. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of feel like you don't really even need 
I think paladins should probably be called something different now. Oh my gosh. Since you don't need to be worshipping a deity to be a paladin. Or holding to your oath. Or hold, yeah. Mm -hmm. So call them something different. And if you want to be a, a more traditional paladin, you're just a cleric that takes very, very little healing and just goes Mm -hmm. in there and lays waste to things. Because the cleric has become one of the the more, you know, powerful and multi-use classes out there. You can do anything Mm -hmm. with it. I would argue for, like, a new player who who wants to get a true D&D experience, the cleric is the way to go, right? Mm -hmm. It's not overly complicated. It gives you some of that spell choice. Yep. The idea of like not just saying I hit with my sword, I move on, right? I'm, my turn's over. But that idea of like, mm-hmm. oh, which spell do I cast? How do I influence this party? Like, that the cleric is the great introduction. It's it's the it's maybe not the absolute funnest class for every person. I get that, but it it's gonna hit a lot of buttons for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So. Anything else play we can talk about people. as far as... How about that? Yeah, play, play more, more clerics. Play more that's, clerics. That's my other yeah. thing, too. It's like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cleric advocate, hardcore cleric advocate. Mm-hmm. advocate. They, are, they mm-hmm. are fun, fun, fun. They do not have to be all healy. Super, super healy. Yeah. Play that's cleric. The other thing, play the other thing that kind of does has a... Yeah. The other thing that kind of like... The, like the, the pivot point on this, too, for me, is like what this really speaks to is the, par- the player obsession with party composition, too. It's like, mm. as a... That depends on your DM... Right, some DMs are going to you're playing with that person. You're always going to have to make sure your comp is just so to make sure that all your bases are covered. For me, if you are ever playing at my table, and I'm probably gonna I'm gonna go ahead and hazard a, a guess that Troy and Zach are going to be similar, if not the same. It's like who gives a crap what your party composition is? If you got if you want to all play all wizards, all rogues, yeah, you know whatever, yeah. I'll kill you we'll no matter what. Out. Yeah, yeah. It, whether it's <laughs> the first like, time exactly. you played or the last time, equal yeah. opportunity murdering from Zach's yeah. table. We've already now, established that much. Okay, for, for me, story wise, classic D anD D storytelling, mm-hmm. a a good mix of uh, classes, I think, is a must. Like having the 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 cleric, and not because he's a healer. Because he has the divine and the religious knowledge, he's got that the motivation too. He's yep. got that stuff over there to on you know on lockdown. Mm-hmm. The wizard for the arc, arcane and the intelligence and that kind of thing. You've got the fighter for the tactics and you know the the, the the tankiness. The I'm the big brother protector of everybody else because you smack me, you can't get through because of the armor. And mm-hmm. then or the, the Val- or the Valkyrie type, right? Strong. Uh, battle-hardened female yep. character, the the Ripley, right? The Ripley, uh, the Ripley yeah. The group, the, the, yeah. Yeah, and then you've got the Rogue, who's the sneaky, and and that's how I think of party composition. Not do we have healing covered? Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever, I don't care. Do you have the religious aspect covered for those knowledge checks and those those things like that? Mm-hmm. That's to me, that's a well-rounded party. What that character can do. As a class, I don't care. Mm. If it it could very well be a fighter who was raised in a monastery and has religion and all the, those other skills like that that puts them in the religious aspect of 
oh, I know all about the different uh, deities and stuff like that. So, you know, if you're wanting a well, a well-rounded party, to me, is more about skills, not about class abilities. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Deep well, thoughts. Deep thoughts. <laughs> deep thoughts with Troy. Deep thoughts. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like we've 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 made our point. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I, I, think I challenge you point. players. You know what? If prove us wrong, like or or take take the Pepsi challenge, right? Play try to to build a cleric that is not heel centric, but is fun centric, that is flavor centric. That is theme centric. Don't worry about the rest of it, and then just have a blast with that with that character and see what happens. We'll take this challenge a little bit further with a call to action. Mm-hmm. Come play at one of our tables at a virtual D and D weekend. There you go. Bring a cleric that is not, that does not Has have no a spells. single healing spell. Yeah. Come come to our table. You get it. Play you it. bring it. We'll Girk, as a matter of fact, in, in, Girk in, actually in, already took that challenge. Girk, that's right. Girk, I think he yeah. had healing in the in the can that he could do, but he didn't do a single heal the entire yeah. time that he was in it. Yeah. I think he cast when he was with, played with me. I think he cast it on his own on his own butt because it right, uses a ramp. <laughs> well, cool. All right. Well, here, there's your challenge. Come play. Uh, if you show up and tell me about this, maybe there'll be some inspiration. Sitting there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. You show me your character you sheet without any without any healing spells. Instant inspiration. Um, Done. Because you know, at my same. table, we don't give out inspiration at the beginning of the ra- of the game. So this is a big deal. Don't say, uh, don't tell any of the of the AL admins you said that. Yeah, regardless listen, of what you don't it get, says on that. You don't get sheet. hero points. You don't get hero points, and you don't get inspiration. You you, you got to earn. Do you do you, or no, do you just fly no, in the face of all convention? No. No, oh, listen. How do you think he killed the four the four brand they new player characters me, learning to play? My players remind me. It's like, oh, we get the inspiration and healing with this. Listen, potions with this. I'm like, uh, well, I can't argue at, against it. I can't say no. I can I can argue against it. And at the end of the day, if you want to take it, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> but I'm going to encourage you to be a <laughs> to to be a reasonable person and and understand that you didn't do anything to earn those things, so you shouldn't have them. I'm not going to disagree with you. But I'm also probably not going to argue with my players about it either. It's, just, it's, not, it it's not a hill I'm willing to die on. Yeah, yeah. it's just like, it's already there's such an expectation to stay for it now. Well, there's yeah. so, it's such an expectation for it. Like at the last, oh, my DM let me do it at the last table. I'm like, wow, okay, cool. Your DM you know the complaints play, I get more than table. any other complaint at a table mm-hmm. is that it, the mod is too easy. Yep. All right. The first mm-hmm. thing that we can yeah. do to fix that is get rid of inspiration at the beginning, hero points mm-hmm. at the beginning, healing potions at the beginning, these are things that you as a player can forego on your we can we can agree on this. It doesn't break the game. It doesn't hurt your character as a like we didn't remove any of your mechanics. We didn't homebrew anything. We didn't house rule anything. We're just saying forego those things and you will instantly have a more interesting game. Mm. So yeah. All right. Well that's probably a whole other topic. So let's call it It is. <laughs> Let's call it when when, um, when Zach Troy and and John break the rules on the back end of D anD D, and then yeah, it, it, we 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 self we uh we admit it out in public and get into trouble. Exactly. No, I, I'm not admitting to that. I already admitted I didn't read the books. 
<laughs> oh, yes. just and just to let everybody know, I am making good on my New Year's resolution. <gasps> and oh Lord, is the first chapter of the DMG hard to read. <gasps> So, nice. Victor, you're having the same problem that people have whenever they try to, like, when they make the promise, I'm going to read through the whole Bible in one year. They get to, like, Leviticus, you're like, or not Ecclesiastes, you're like, this guy begat, this guy begat, this guy begat, this guy. Like, oh, my Lord. There's a lot of begatting going on. There's a lot of begatting. All kinds of begatting. No, it's a, it's <laughs> about, like, you know, how do, how do you start your map? How do you start your world? Oh, yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> I said I was going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm getting through but it, you so. do it like you're, you know that you admit it. You're like you're doing it like this. You're seeing the words. Your eyes are scanning the let the words. It's like you're mm-hmm. just white noise. As you read Kirk says, it. "Are you ten pages in?" It's like I don't even know if I'm ten pages in. I'm reading it on D and D Beyond, so I'm just yeah. I'm there on my go. tablet, so I don't I don't actually know. Hey, that's a good reminder. Uh, this episode is probably dropping around the time that signups are going live for. Uh, the next D&D weekend. So hmm. we don't know what we're running yet, but you should be a part of it. Uh, keep your eye out for it and uh, and keep an eye on our Facebook page mm-hmm. because that's where we'll be posting notes. Our Facebook page is a great uh, opportunity for you to uh, uh, stay up to date with the podcast, yell at us, tell us uh, why clerics are the most important healer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, as a little teaser, maybe for an episode in the very near future, um, Talk to us about why Zach's wrong and not every encounter is supposed to be a life or death situation. Mm. Um, yes, please. Yeah. Let's let's dogpile players, fellow listeners on this one. Well, you know, Zach's all about the body count. So we know. You know, my body know count song is, is playing pretty small. We know what song is playing in the background in in Zach's brain. Oh, yeah. Every the combat, exactly, exactly. We yeah. know what's up. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Uh, I think my body count's actually pretty low, but my threat is pretty high. Mm-hmm. You're trying to. That's what. He, that's what it is. It's like you you decided to go hard for the first like couple of DDVWs so that you could develop a rep. And have like that that aura of fear. Well, that you know, you, everywhere. you say VDDWs, but my campaign is pretty nasty. My Middle Earth campaign. Mm-hmm. So I think I think they would tell you that most every fight is deadly. Uh, but let's let's table that because we're getting yeah, too we'll far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Facebook, go to Facebook, follow us, play in our games, come back and listen next week. Thanks to John. Thanks to Troy for hanging out. And until next week, we'll see you next time. Have a good game, everybody. Peace out, everybody. Take care. Be safe. Dirk's in here just firing up the, the chat all by his lonesome. Come in here and show some support to your fellow... Representing hard, man. Representing Your fellow hard. Twitchers. Yep. Come in here and show some support to Girk by helping him burn us down. Exactly. <laughs> That's what we he needs. He needs assistance. This, this is not a call to action from us that we need you. Girk needs you, right? Yeah. Actually, that's what um, we need. Girk, we're, we're going to need like a, a good, uh, like a good video or audio bite from Girk, where it's just like, "Help me roast these morons." So, so like, he needs to actually have a, a battle cry or call to action to everybody else. Un- Come and listen, so you can help me. 
Yeah, Unkinking asks, would you prefer if we call you stupid? I mean, you know, oh, but if the shoe fits. If you're, you know, whatever. If, if the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 